You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, and welcome to episode 99 as we inch through not just the biblical narrative, but also the march to episode 100. This is now the penultimate episode to our 100 episode celebration. And just an ultimate, quick, look at the words on this guy. Yeah. yeah. You, you must, I, have, I keep it, you must I, uh, have clever friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep good company, which speaking of which, thank you, Matt and Nathan Van Horn, as always joining us on these 30 minutes of discussing the grand narrative of the Bible. And I will say, we won't spend too much time on this. We'll try and save all this kind of talk for episode 100. But we have officially been doing this for two years. <laughs> and that's a very special thing. In terms of the episodes we publish. Right. Yeah. Not. Yeah. We'll get into that in episode 100. <laughs> we'll peel back the curtain a little bit on some of those early episodes. But let me take a quick moment before we jump into the material to remind you, listener, whether you're a longtime listener or you're Maybe it's the first episode you've ever clicked on. Make sure that you are liked, subscribed, following, heart, check marks, plus sign, whatever that following interaction is on your platform of choice. Make sure you're doing that for this podcast so that you can help spread the word to other people through the recommendations of the algorithm and for yourself so that you're getting a notification every Tuesday morning when we release a new episode. And, and if you don't the, feel like doing all that, just tell, tell somebody about the podcast. I, I talked to s several people actually this past week. They said uh, I was talking to them. And they said, "Oh, I already listened to that. A friend told me about it." So, word of mouth goes a long way. Those written reviews on Apple Podcasts go a long way. You're like, ah, oh, that won't make a big difference. It actually does. So it absolutely does, and may maybe not so much a material difference, but like uh, emotional or spiritual difference. Uh, please write to us at our website, better than fiction Bible Podcast. Even if you we disagree. Yes, even if you disagree, we not not too long ago we received some dissenting comments on our website, and we value even those. That's a, a big deal for us to get your comments on our website. So it's much um, appreciated. And, and let me say this: if you're listening right now and you don't feel like liking and subscribing and telling someone about it, that's okay. We're going to remind you at the end of the episode too. Gandalf, Gandalf <laughs> yeah, will make some awkward right. transition and wrap us up with a reminder to do all this stuff. But the, I, I, res I resent you calling it awkward. It was only last week. Well, <laughs> it was only last Brother, week. do you know what we're talking about this week? Uh, I know what we're talking about. This <laughs> like, week. how are you going to transition this week? <laughs> Listen, you, you know what? Last week but, was hard. You know what's not taboo? And that's subscribing to the Better Than Fiction that's, by, right. podcast. That, that's there right. it is. So, it is. as we have said on multiple occasions, the Bible is in many parts rated R. So if the Bible were ever made into a word for word movie, uh, children would not be allowed, would not be allowed to enter into the theater. And that's because there's some really explicit stuff in here and it tells the story really raw. And 
that is one of our stories today. Uh, if you thought Sodom was weird, well, now we're out of Sodom in this little place called Zoar, and it just gets weirder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I want to I want to comment on this too. Um, and uh, guy, I mentioned to y'all, I haven't met this individual personally, but uh, uh, he's become a Facebook friend. David uh, is a listener of our show regularly, and uh, he was commenting on the podcast being helpful for him. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm using this to set up the some of today's episode. He said, you know, learning to connect the dots. He said, so often growing up in church, uh, you learn to read the Bible a way that you don't read anything else. He said, you know, imagine being given a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird and the teacher says, okay, read chapter 12 and then three and then chapter 14 and we're going to skip the rest and then we're going to write a 300 word essay on the meaning of the book. He said, you know, you guys going through sequentially really taking your time helps me connect dots. I feel like we've we've talked about the Chekhov's gun mechanism a lot as a dot connecting a, a, a device. You know, if something's mm. introduced, it's going to come into play. Um, I feel like today is a good day to talk about type scenes, where yeah. there are these seemingly there are these setups in the Bible where you see a scene that reminds you of something else you've seen before, and that. You you understand the significance of what's going on here in light of the significance of what happened there. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's a rated R type scene because we've had a rated R scene like this before. Right. So Gandalf, why don't you read for us today? Read <laughs> you. <laughs> read Genesis, <laughs> Genesis 19. Since you seem verse, to be the most uncomfortable, how about reading? Uh, verse 30 sure. through the end of the chapter. I will do such a thing. And as always, listener, this is from the ESV. Actually, read 29. We've already done 29, but there is one comment I want to make on 29. All right. So that's Genesis 19, 29 through the end of the chapter. Yeah. So it was when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abram, Ham, and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Now Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters, for he was afraid to live in Zoar. So he lived in the cave with his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve offspring from our father." So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine also tonight also. Then you go in and lie with him that we may preserve our offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus, both daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Ben-Amami. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. All right. That was weird. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and we're going to talk about it. But let, this will not wind up in the VeggieTales adaptation, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, I, all I kept thinking is, and you think your family reunions are uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
Okay. Just because Nathan has already introduced the theme here, there, there is something I want to ask the audience. Is there a scene that you can remember that we have already discussed where after a massive judgment destruction that something happened on a hillside involving alcohol and involving procreation amongst family members. Uh, time out. I just want to say, mm-hmm. based on episode metrics for how many people listen to each episode, at least someone should know the answer to your question because you're referring to a trilogy of episodes that is among our most listened that, to. Uh, yeah, the, absolutely among our most popular. Mm. So Which, what uh, are they getting off? Well, we're, we're, we're talking about the ham incident. Yeah. Yeah. So what well, was again, the ham incident? Yeah, Nathan, why don't, remind us. Re- yeah, so us this here. is this is right after the aftermath of the flood. You know, the ark comes to rest on top of a mountain, mm-hmm. uh, and they get off the ark. And uh, the first thing Noah does is he plants a vineyard, right? Mm-hmm. And he drinks from it and becomes intoxicated. And then it says that Ham went into his father's tent, right? Mm-hmm. And so we That's we tra- right. we trace the aftermath of that of the cursing of Canaan. We we considered multiple interpretations there. Uh, there's a strong argument to be made for sexual sin that Ham going into his father's tent is an idiomatic way of saying that Ham slept with Noah's wife, his to, own mother. Yeah, to look upon or to look upon his father's nakedness. Yeah, look upon his, his sleeping with his father's wife, whether or not that was his own mother. Yes. Um. And so here you, you know, and, and again, several episodes back uh, when we were talking about Lot lingering for the first time, not last episode, but the first time we talked about it uh, and, and Lot trying to encourage people to leave the city. I said, what, what is he doing? And Matt, I think, says in the episode, he, he said he's trying to prevent the flood. And, and of mm. course, he was speaking figuratively. He, he recognizes God hasn't. God hasn't brought down a catastrophic judgment like this since Genesis 6, right? He right. he recognized the magnitude of what's happening. Uh, and we've talked a lot about, we've made a lot of appeals to the way that you hear echoes of Genesis 6 and the flood in the Sodom and Gomorrah narrative. Um, and what's mm-hmm. so interesting is the aftermath of Sodom and Gomorrah also looks like an inversion of the aftermath of the flood. Right, mm-hmm. we're back. Yeah. We're back on a hill slash mountain. Once again, uh, intoxication is a factor, and once again, uh, children look on the previous generation as procreation partners. Um, so and all, one, let and me once throw out. Uh, go ahead, uh, Gandalf. Oh, uh, all this has happened before, and all this will happen again. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully not. But I, I know where you're going with that. Let Let me uh, also introduce this. Gandalf, you look up really quick while I read this line. You look up Genesis chapter 8 and verse number 1. All right. So let me read this line to you all. This is Genesis 19, 29. So it was when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived. Lot had lived. What is Genesis 8 chapter 1? Rewind sound. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What but is God it? remembered Noah and oh. all the beasts and livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the waters subsided. There you go. So the uh, judgment ceased when God remembered his covenant 
and the promise he made to Noah to spare him. And in the same way, God here, even though we know the New Testament talks about Lot being a righteous man, the Old Testament emphasizes Lot is saved not for his righteousness. Lot is saved because his uncle Abraham has a promise from God that God's going to bless everyone associated with Abraham. And there you go. it's just interesting here that you find that it, Nathan, you actually came and you gave a really great talk at First Baptist a couple of years ago on following types in the Bible that the whole, what you see, you will see again. Um, it, it, there's, there's a design pattern here. God, God remembered Noah. God remembered Abraham and Lot, you know, Noah went up to the Hills and the ark rested on a Hill. And then he made a life there. Lot uh, goes to the place of safety, Zoar. And then from there, he, uh, yeah, this is, by uh, the way, like, and, and I, let me have a preachy moment real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was working on my dissertation, uh, my uh, Dr. Vodder, my major professor, Dr. Stevens, had me read another dissertation called The Role of uh, Memory and the Faith of Israel. It was done by Bart Box in 1967 at New Orleans. And, uh, man, there's a beautiful sermon to be preached on the impact in Scripture of things God chooses to remember and things God chooses to forget. Mm. Um, you know, you like Ooh, in the new covenant, the new covenant of Jeremiah, I will remember their sin no more. It's, it's usually when God is bringing something actively to his remembrance, he's doing so in a redemptive way to stave off the scale of judgment as he could rightfully dispense it. Uh, and usually when God is doing the opposite and instead of choosing to remember, choosing to forget, he's doing so, so that he can be more gracious and gentle, uh, with people he loves anyway. Sorry. Soapbox no, over. That, no, that that's okay. That's good. Um, um but so we, we see this design pattern here and we see, you know, uh major sexual indiscretion uh here that we're looking at and we are scandalized by this and in fact uh I think one of the things that the writer of the text because this is so scandalous the writer of this text is emphasizing, hey, Lot didn't know this was going on. He was totally drunk. Now, as um, in fact, I was reading, I forget which church father was talking about this. Uh, I think maybe is Irenaeus, uh, that even though Lot did not bear responsibility for what happened to him when he was sexually abused by his children, he did bear responsibility for getting inebriated, or at least that was Irenaeus's um, interpretation. But, uh, but, but even that, look at verse 32, 32, come, let us make our father drink wine. Like they, they totally mm-hmm. concoct this and <laughs> literally concoct this potion of wine. Da-dunch. And yeah. And then they concoct this plan. Now I will say, that there is a uh, disconnect between our modern eyes and ancient eyes is that in the ancient world, the survival of the family line is everything. Don't forget, we're not far removed from Genesis 15, where Abram is fretting about not having a seed. Like mm-hmm. the in the ancient world, the survival of the family line is everything. Um, yeah, and and again, you know, when they leave, uh, to your point, when they leave Sodom and Gomorrah, their their immediate 
place of respite is Zoar, but they don't stay in Zoar. They don't mm-hmm. save and uh, they don't stay in there. And probably again, uh, because well, remember, of what Zoar happened, was going to be destroyed. That's and it. it. Was a concession. That's it. And 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 Lot is probably Lot, Lot is probably nervous on the basis of what has just happened. He's probably nervous to move right back into a city. <laughs> uh, right. You know, you fair. And so he said, "All right, we're going to do the whole Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres is the place for me." Uh, farm living is the life for me. He he gets away from society for a while and goes to the hills. Um, mm. But for his daughters who have been in the city their whole life, the hills aren't filled with marriage prospects for them. All they've right. seen happen to cities is destruction. So there is a very real scenario in which they may envision, hey, we got nobody left to make the next generation with, right? Right. It, for them, it mm-hmm. may not just be a survival of the family line. It may be a survival of mankind. Again, our the, father is old and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of all the earth. And before we're like, oh, come on, you got to know that there's more people living on the earth. They have just had their mind blown because fire rained from the sky. Like the the unspeakable well, and, and unthinkable has just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the... Uh, and, and I, I will say this to anyone, anytime you experience uh, through trauma, you do not have a global perspective. You interpret the world through the lens of your trauma. Th- that is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, that is uh, you a know, good it, observation. Uh, and, and so I, it, it's a very, it, it, it plays very realistically that they would say, hey, and again, again, going back to last episode, let's say they did have sisters or brothers. And that they had spouses and that those people did not come and make the trip. How how much mm. does that heighten? Hey, yeah, yeah that's right. The next the next generation is wiped out because none of those people made the journey with us. Mm. Uh and again, I'm not letting them off the hook. Uh they they do, in my mind, uh, and again, reading it through modern lenses, they do what feels like a terrible thing here. And and again, going back to Ham. Uh, we don't hear a lot about Ham through the rest of the Old Testament, but we hear a whole lot about Ham's kid, Canaan, right? One of the principal opponents of the Israelites, God's people. Again, we always have the reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus and beyond. Uh, one of the principal opponents are all these Canaanite nations. Well, right. what comes out of this union when they get Lot intoxicated and late with him? You have the Moabites and the Ammonites. Yeah, Moabites and Anamites, and I don't know if you've read your Old Testament, not the best of friends with Israel. <laughs> yeah, and but, and when they and when they uh, when they mingle together, not the best of influences. Uh, there's more to say about that that we'll come back to next week. But um, yeah, I, I imagine in Numbers, uh, you know, the Book of Numbers is so interesting. Uh, you have this whole generation leaving Sinai, and everything's hunky dory. Uh, and the Book of Numbers starts with a census. But by the end of the book of Numbers, they're taking a second census because the generation that will enter the promised land is very different than the generation that went out of Egypt. And there's a story right before that in Numbers 25. The the second census starts in Numbers 26. In Numbers 25, Israel is camping on the plains of Moab, and the people of Moab lead them to sexual sin. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Um, So anyway... But one of the things is interesting. So, of course, maybe the text is just silent here, but the let's highlight the differences between Genesis 9 and Genesis 19. 
uh, Noah arises and curses the the offspring, curses Canaan. Interestingly, um, Lot does not. He does not. And in fact, man, to get back into this, oh my goodness, God is so much more kind than we can possibly imagine. It is interesting in Deuteronomy chapter two, uh, what God says about specifically Moab and the Ammonites, the Moabites and the Ammonites. In chapter two and verse nine, it says, and the Lord said to me, do not harass Moab or contend in battle with them, for I will not give you any of their land for a possession because I have given it to our, the people of Lot for a possession. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, wait a second. I thought God only gave the holy land, the promised land to his people. Well, apparently he gave other lands to other people. Listen, Deuteronomy chapter two, verse 19. And when you approach the territory, the people of Ammon, do not harass them or contend with them, for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the sons of Lot for a possession. Now, let me tell you what I think this is tied into here, because Nathan just pointed out the negative tie, uh, ties with Moab and Ammonites, and they will stretch on well into the future of the Old Testament. They, they will continue to be a temptation towards idolatry for the people of Israel. They will continue to be a problem. Uh, but as a beginning, uh, maybe talking about at least something next, next week, we are going to talk about God's redemptive purposes in this. But for this week, why is God blessing Lot's descendants with land? Why? And I think the reason it goes back because God remembered Abraham. And I mm. think this is a continued fleshing out of what it means to well, any connection with this guy is to be blessed. Well, Bless and, the whole and, and again, That's right. uh, one of the big things you see as an expression of faith in God is the willingness to make the journey. Like, so the first overt scene we have with Abraham is leave your country, your kinfolk in your father's house. And Abraham right. went. And God mm -hmm. doesn't call you from a place without being, again, remember, Reading Genesis as you're living the Exodus, you right even in De even and Deuteronomy you're you're out of Egypt but you ain't in the Promised Land yet, and 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 man God tells Abraham I'm calling you away from something but I'm going to give you a land too, uh, the the story right before this God has called Lot and his family out of the place that they had made their home, and He's going to provide mm -hmm. a family uh, place for them, and yeah. even for those who you see what I'm saying, so. Like for instance, I remember a few years ago I was uh, Lot made reading, the journey that in a in, in a sense the same way Abraham did. Uh, I was reading this uh, paper on situational ethics, and for instance, um, if you hear, like for instance, this line, and this was the I'm not trying to be gross, but this was the example that was used. Like, uh, is cannibalism wrong? And of course, the the quick answer to that is, well, yes, it is. Well, then it immediately told this story about how a soccer team crash landed up in the mountains and were stranded there. And that in order to stay alive, as people died, they ate their teammates. Now, obviously that's gross and terrible and unthinkable, but the situation is altered, at least in some way where you realize, oh, well, it's awful and it's bad and it's gross and sickening. But at the time, it made sense. 
And just and like think- that, the episode title became The Silence of the Lambs. that's right and let's not forget the situational ethics of of abraham right at the what's the first thing he does when he gets to the land of promise he goes to egypt and lets his spouse sleep with in the harem that belongs to pharaoh whether or not sarah actually slept with pharaoh we don't know there's a possibility there we talked about that so again there's another situational Ethics, that that's a bad decision, but then we don't know what it's like to live in that time and place. And so it Matt Matt preached for me a few uh, weeks ago and he had this one bit in his sermon where he said, Hey, Abraham may be righteous by biblical standards, but he would never make it as righteous in the South. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So. But um, but anyway, so I think these first of all. One of the things that I love, and I actually mentioned it in that sermon when I was there, one of the things I love about the Bible is the Bible doesn't skip the negative scenes only to tell the positive ones. Well, like, and we'll, we'll yeah, and we'll come back to this next week. But even even sometimes where there's an immediate follow up that's negative, there is a longer arc toward redemption. Right. Um, again, and I. I, I I think so. Going to the Deuteronomy thing, it's not just about preserving Moab and Am, uh, Am Ammon then, right? It's it's about right. what would happen later, right? Um, so um, anyway, let me let me ask Gandalf a question. Okay, what did you think about this passage growing up? You, you see this here, and you're just like, what is this? It's just, it's one of those things where, like we talked about, it's biblical flyover country. It's like, ah, it doesn't really get preached on. You know, mm-hmm. there is no VeggieTales adaptation of it. Mr. Whitaker's not talking about it on <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey. It's, it's, that's, so, this one didn't make Christian subculture. Yeah, there, uh, there's no precious memories, yeah. <laughs> statues of the of this one. It's just one of those things that it's like, you just kind of learn to just keep reading, ignore it. And, and and by the way, we're all Southern Baptists. The reason this one didn't make it is not because of the incest; it's because there was alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I I can I, I I hear someone saying somewhere it never should have been in the house. It never should have been in the house. It wouldn't have been a problem. Oh so, boy! Anyway, lo- I love my own tribe, and I am a teetotaler. Don't forget. It should have never been in the cave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> should have never been there. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just one of those strange stories, but trust us on this next week. There is a redemptive arc to this, and I personally think it's beautiful. Um, and uh, man, God is, as we have discovered over and over and over again, he is far more kind, far more gracious, far more patient um, than we give him credit for. And mm-hmm. and ninety nine episodes in, we're only at the end of Genesis nineteen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess we find more examples of all those things as we move forward. <laughs> oh, uh, Gandalf, <laughs> you said this earlier uh, before we were recording. What page of the Bible is Genesis nineteen on in in your uh, physical it, copy? It's, it's like thirty eight. Even if you count like some commentary pages, it's like page thirty eight. <laughs> so, we're and, we're and getting we're a good on... two and a, two and a half to three episodes per page. There you go. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't help but read these passages and all this crazy stuff happening and, you know, sulfur and fire falling from the sky. And you know that our boy 
Eliezer of Damascus is sitting sitting over in Abraham's camp watching this going, you know what? It's not so bad after all. <laughs> that worked out. That worked out. <laughs> At least uh, I'm not in Lot's family. Man, oh man. Well, Eliezer's over there singing that Toby Keith song. How do you like me now? I'm sorry. I hadn't <laughs> sung in this episode. I had to do something. Um, <laughs> I meant to say this earlier. So in Moab in Hebrew sounds like from father. It sounds like the words that mean from father. Uh-huh. All right. And Ben Ami means in Hebrew, son of my people. So it's, it's, just, it's just interesting that even their names imply, uh, you know, and were these... Um, we're going to see these characters again. And there's no doubt in my mind that this is portrayed, at least in some sense, in a negative light, because this is a warning to the Israelites. We don't associate with these people. Remember where they came from. Um, but even then, God's going to use it redemptively. Amen. All right. Well, how am I going to transition out of that one? If you want God to use you redemptively, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's too much. Nathan, you, Nathan, you're on notice. Hold on. <laughs> Note to self, don't do any transition. Sorry. Yes. Uh, but listener, we really do. We, we joke about it a lot, but you have no idea how much it helps the podcast out when you are liking and subscribing. Because like I always say, it's not just going to help you uh, listen to it and keep up to date when you get a new notification. But it really does help bring in new people um, to the, the podcast. And if you believe that this podcast is a beneficial thing and a worthwhile thing, then help us out in spreading the word, not just by subscribing and following, but also tell your friends about it. Share this. Put this on Facebook. Um, I see some of you guys on social media when people are asking for podcast recommendations, recommending our podcast. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, it's, all, it's always uh, cool to see. Uh, something that we're, we work so hard on, you know, make it to more and more ears. So until then, when we meet again to discuss the biblical narrative. You guys have a great week. See you next time. Shalom. All right. Good mm. episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was strong. We're on a roll today, fellas.